Lord just speak straight through him as if it was just for me. Nearly 20 athletes gave their life to Christ. It was a powerful moment. I've never seen the Holy Spirit work like that. faith like that. I want to live faith when I count on Jesus that I can expect that I serve a God who is capable of answering all my prayers. It's real. Like he does change when he says I will make you give your new heart and you are a new creation in me. It is completely real. At that moment I felt in my heart uh, indescribable peace. That's why every time I see my son I don't just see a little baby. I just see God's faithfulness turning to and since then, every time I just feel alone or in any little moment, I just simply like lower my eyes are on you and just pointing it back and back to you every time. Now I'm in God's family again. Amen to those stories. Wow, those are beautiful. Just uh, evidence that Jesus is at work here at North Shore. Uh, just an amazing uh, series of testimonies uh, that we captured. You can go to our website and check those out in more full. Well, today, with Christians all over the world, billions, we rejoice. We rejoice because he has risen. Amen. Come on. Yeah. He is risen indeed. We celebrate the hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ today. So let's pray. We're going to be a little bit all over uh, Scripture today. But if you want a place just to kind of land, it really captures the heart of what we're going to talk about. You can turn to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. To know him and the power of his resurrection. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. And you have had many avenues that you've brought us here today, but it's no accident. And so I pray over each individual person that you'd speak to them. You'd stir in their heart as we come together to celebrate your resurrection. Have your way. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today we are celebrating, we're celebrating the fulfilled promise of Jesus through his resurrection. He told us that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you forever. And he fulfilled that promise in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. He is alive today. He is alive today and he's working in your life, working on our behalf. 
today we celebrate because of the confidence that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A confidence in the grace that he has for us. Just think about this. God came from heaven to earth to pay our price, to pay our price, to make a way for us where there was no way. It is an amazing display of grace. We celebrate the confidence we have in the truth of the resurrection. This is not a myth. It's not a fairy tale. It's not just something we simply hope is true. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is proven both biblically and outside of biblical sources. It's undeniable. Jesus was crucified by Pontius Pilate. He died. Jesus, in his resurrected form, was witnessed, not by just a few, but by hundreds of his followers. And those followers went and told their story to thousands of people, first person. Amen. Amen. I'm not sure who that was. Oh, you got <laughs> to thousands of people that says, You saw what? You saw who? And revival broke out, not only in Jerusalem, but over the whole world. And you sit here today because of that truth, because of that witness of the resurrected Jesus. Amen. And those followers spread all over the world during that time. And they died for that truth. And it's not recorded in history. Not one place, not one of them denied that truth. They took it to the grave. They died for it. It's an undeniable truth. And you can have confidence. So today when we celebrate, it's not wishful thinking, but it's a profound, proclaimed truth that Jesus is who he says he is and he can do what he says he's gonna do. Take it to the bank. Amen? Amen. So here's a question for you. What's the purpose of the resurrection? What's the purpose of the res resurrection? What's the primary purpose of the resurrection? First Corinthians chapter 15, in the beginning verses about one through five, the Apostle Paul, who wrote that letter, says this. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is of first importance. What is the purpose of the resurrection? He's saying, you need to know this. This is important. In fact, that whole chapter just spells it out. It's powerful. So I encourage you to read 1 Corinthians 15 today. Powerful. What is the answer? 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20. It says that Jesus was the first fruit of the resurrection for many. Meaning this, he made a way. His resurrection was really the first resurrection for our resurrection. What's the purpose of the resurrection? I want you to say this. Say, my resurrection. What's the purpose of the resurrection? My resurrection. It's your resurrection to be raised 
with Jesus in the likeness and in the power of Jesus Christ now and forever. So today, Christian, we rejoice. We celebrate. So how do we rise up in our resurrection? How to step in to our resurrection? I gave you a little acrostic in your notes. It'll pop up here just to remind you. It starts with this. The R is to remember your value. It begins there. You have to remember your value. Romans 6.23 says, We were held hostage by sin and the penalty of sin, death. Kept away from God and everything he has for us. We are hostage. But 1 Timothy 2, verses 5 through 6, there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, listen to this, who paid the ransom for all. Jesus Christ gave his life for your life. He gave his life for your freedom. He made a way. And I could scarce take that in and, and understand it. I got a little glimpse of it when my daughter was a teenager. God had called her as a teenager to go serve in Haiti on a short-term mission trip. And during that time in Haiti, there were mass kidnappings happening all over the country. But God called her to go. He affirmed in our spirit that we need to let her go. Uh, more so in dad than mom, right? <laughs> and, um, and she went with some friends that were missionaries. And so as we got to the airport to send her off. And so I needed, I knew I needed to talk to her, but I, you know, you'll get this, uh, dad. I couldn't talk to her about what I wanted to say with her mom listening because she was just crying anyway. She's a puddle mess. So when mom turned her back, <laughs> I snuck in. My daughter's name's Sydney. I said, Sydney, I want you to know something. If anything happens to you, I will never stop searching for you. And I will do everything that I can to find you. Never doubt that. Just a glimpse into what God said through Jesus Christ. He gave his life for our freedom. He gave everything. Why? Because you're worth it. Even if you don't feel like it, he made a statement, you're worth it. He loves you. The Bible tells us that you are the apple of God's eye. He is crazy. He is nuts in love with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And in that relationship, he wants to show you the plan he has for you. He has a unique, beautiful, essential plan for you. You matter in this universe. You are significant. Do not doubt it. If you doubt it for a second, look at the price paid, the value you have to God so that you can live out the plan that God has you in this space, in this time, in all of human history. You're significant. So what do we do? What's the next step? And to step into our resurrection. Invite him in by faith. Invite Jesus in by faith. 
It's by faith and faith alone, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It's the only way we can get there. Because here's what I love about God, about Jesus. He is a respecter of person. Meaning this, he will not, does not force himself upon you. It is a faith exchange. He says, I have done all the work. I went to the cross for you. And now I knock and wait for you, Christian, to by faith to choose him. Because you get this beautiful gospel story. Choose him by faith. Say yes to him. See, faith is a, a trust and a confidence in the love that God has for you through Jesus. By the power that he has for you and the plan that he has laid out before you. He says, accept it by faith. And then we move on. That next step is to surrender to Jesus' way. To surrender to Jesus' way. Isaiah 55, it says this, Hire your thoughts, God. Better your ways than my ways. It's coming to a place to understand. Now, I'm hoping this is the easiest thing I'll say today, that God's ways are better than yours. Do I get an amen? Come on. That's what I, I'm throwing Amen. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His way is better. But I am full of pride and arrogance. I am. I hate that about me. I need to surrender to his ways. I have to live out the Christian paradoxes. The ones that say this in Luke 9, verse 24, that if you want to gain your life, you must lose it. If you want the life that God has for you, then lose your life. Come on. Whoa. If you want to have victory, surrender. If you want to have victory, surrender to his ways. To walk in faith, in his ways, in his love, his plan, and his power. Say yes, not my will, but your will be done. And walk in it, wherever and however he leads you. And when we do that, that combination of his life, your faith, and your willingness to surrender to his ways, that'll allow you to enter your resurrection. To enter your resurrection. And just think of like a planet. It's a, it's a resurrection that just kind of blossoms. Okay. As you enter your resurrection, it starts with this promise God gives us in, in Ezekiel 36. I will give you a new heart, he says. A new passion, new direction, a new pursuit. And he changes our heart and our passion supernaturally. He gives us a new mind, he says. It's just resurrection blossoms. A new mind, a new way to think, Romans 12 tells us. 
new way to make decisions that is bigger, higher than anything in this world. Your gaze, your thinking goes, heavenly, because he says this, I'll give you a new power. Is that resurrection, your resurrection continues to blossom. You're given a new power. Philippians 3.10, right? Paul says it's the power of the resurrection. Ephesians 1, verses 19 through 21, he says this, I just love this. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you. You have the resurrection power in you. How will you step into your resurrection? Through the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the resurrection that is in you. You have the same power. Romans 6, man, I love it. He says, with your new heart, your new mind, this new power, you're going to blossom in your resurrection. And he calls it newness of life. It's the new life. It's the Jesus life in you, through you, now, right now, and forever in heaven with him for eternity. We're going to watch a video right now of someone in our church, one of our members. Uh, we're going to look at his resurrection story. Will you turn your attention to the screens? The ICU doctor looks at me, and this is a humbling experience. But he says to me, um, Stuart, I couldn't say anything to anybody at the time. But he says, you need to understand that uh, 15 people came in with exactly what you had. 14 never left. was delirious all through the night, couldn't, couldn't think straight, and was literally saying, and I said it probably a hundred times, according to my wife, um, I was saying that I don't know what it's like to die, but I'm dying. We got to the clinic, and when we actually got in the room, the doctor checked him out and said sepsis. And when he said that, he said, get an aid car here now. One of the doctors shared, you know, put, put a light in my eye, was checking my dilation and things, but asked me questions. And one of the questions is, Stuart, where are you? And I really hesitated, but I said, hospital. And then she comes out with a question like, what year is it? And I didn't know. I had no idea. And that was it. That was the last I remember, March 13, 2019. Being in a coma, a drug-induced coma for over two months is a little overwhelming to say the least. And when you wake up through something like this, and I honestly and sincerely looked at my wife after the drugs were beginning to wear off, and I said, what happened yesterday? And I meant that. And she said, are you serious? And I, well, yeah, what do you mean? What happened yesterday? And she goes, well, let me tell you how many yesterdays. And to be out for two months, I had no idea. Boy, when, I don't know, when she shared with me all the things that they put me through and literally put her through, um, it's overwhelming. And when the doctor looks at you and says, I, I don't understand it, you should not be here. And he said, the worst part of my job and I don't like it and I never will get used to it, but I actually had to go out to your four daughters and tell them that your father has one hour left to live. And I look at him and I go, then what happened in my last hour of life? And he says, I really wish that I could tell you that we administered this and this was the outcome, 
But the truth is, he said, we did nothing. It's not that we gave up on you. We did nothing because we'd already done everything we could possibly do. But in that last hour that I told your daughters to come in and say goodbye, your blood turned normal from sepsis poison and all your vitals turned normal. The difference here was the power of prayer. There is no question about it in our mind. Uh, we saw a miracle beyond miracle that had happened. I don't share this story to have anyone feel sorry for us in any way. In fact, it's just the opposite. I'm so thankful for every day. I take nothing for granted. And I'm so thankful today, and I'm so grateful for everything I have. My love of my family, and how this has brought all of us together even closer more than any other thing in any event in our life. I can't tell you that through tough trials, through tough times, even though we never wanna go through stuff like this, it's in those times that we learn what God had in store. I'm here to tell you that the Lord's given me a second chapter in life and I wanna make the most of it because if you knew me before, my wife used a word, I don't like hearing it. In my busyness and my active life and because I'm a multitasker, Okay. She would say that I would steamroll people. I don't like that word at all, but I understand what she's saying because sometimes the Lord didn't bless me with a lot of patience. And so I would just be thinking 10 stages above what's going on. And I'm, I'm a multitasker, as I said, and I don't mean to be that way, but I know that sometimes my personality came out that way. And as I'm laying there in the hospital bed, as I woke up out of that coma, I can't help but tell you what I truly believe that the Lord has done for me and he's changed me radically. And that is, he knows, the Lord knows how he wired me. And while I was out for two months, he rewired me and he made me the best me that I've ever been. The Lord sees through everything he knows and he's walking and guiding and directing you every step of the way. I have felt him every, every since I woke up, I have literally listened to him and I've heard a whole different new calling on my life. But I'm telling you, he brought me through the toughest time of my life where I literally visited what they say in Psalms, I've passed through the valley of the shadow of death. Even if the Lord had chosen to take me to heaven, I know where I would be and Julie knows where I would be. But he's chosen to give me some more time with my, my bride and my best friend. And uh, I'm gonna cherish every, every time I have now with my girls and my son-in-laws and my grandkids, which are the greatest gift that anything could ever give me. Yeah, amen, come on. Uh, Stuart and Julie Patey, you know, an amazing resurrection story. And there is so much more to it. There, we even have pictures that just like take you back. And we're going to have that on our website. So make sure you go to northshorechristianchurch.org uh, in about a week, week and a half, and check it out. I mean, amazing. It's one of those things that you're going to want to show people. Uh, so I appreciate them sharing their resurrection story. The wake-up call for him was a near-death experience, a healing. And as him and I talked, we talked about, he says, I am a new person. I am not the same person person. His resurrection story said, I am kinder. I appreciate more. I changed how I talk, how I see things, my priorities. Everything has changed. When I was 23 years old, 
Jesus called me into himself. I dropped on my knees and I said, I don't understand this. I just know my heart is saying, I got to say yes to you, Jesus. That night I called my wife. She says, what happened? I said, I don't know, but I know this. Everything changed. Something deep in me. The words I'd give it now is I had a resurrection. New life came. And my life has been different in a beautiful way ever since. What's your resurrection story? What did God use to wake you up? Was it a healing like we just heard about? Was it a tragedy, an accident, a health scare, losing someone close to you? Was it a faithful mother that would pray with you every single night? A dad who exemplified Jesus in your home? A coworker that lived a different way that just drew you to ask, what is it about you? Sunday school teacher, youth pastor, family member, what did God use to wake you up? And are you living in the resurrection power today? Or has it gone quiet? Got cold? Got routine? Got, quote unquote, worldly? Are you living in your resurrection power today? God wants all of us to have a resurrection story now and forever. And it's not a single moment. It is ongoing that will grow and grow and grow until we get into glory. Right? Amen? Maybe you are here this morning and you said, I've lost focus of my resurrection story and the resurrection power in me. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to call you in to make a commitment. Let this Easter, after a year and a half of talk about death and shutdowns and all that stuff, it's time Christians to rise up. Right? Come on. Make this be your renewed resurrection story. You might be here and you don't have a resurrection story. You're here, and your ear is still red from getting drugged here. You did it because there's a promise of a dinner later today. Or the golden egg. I don't know, right? Uh, but I'm going to tell you, friend, you are not here by accident. You are not here by accident. Today is your day. Today is when you step in to your resurrection story now and forever. God wants to do something beautiful and powerful in your life. He says he wishes that no one would perish and have the full life that he promises us. But what we have to do, we have to step into what he gives us. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed is the God our Father in his great mercy causes us to be born again, resurrected, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
That is the way and the only way to what God has for you. Your resurrection story is his resurrection. To accept by faith that it's Jesus and Jesus alone and then invite him by faith to say, yes, I am a sinner. My eyes are not on you. And I accept your grace, your amazing grace. And I say yes to you. Forgive me of my sins. Receive me as your daughter and your son to step in to your resurrection so that I could have a resurrection today and forever. I'm going to invite you, all of you, just to respect everything. Bow your heads and close your eyes. There's two things I want to ask. I want to talk to the Christian first. I hope you're tired of just one foot in front of the other. God has so much more for you in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're tired of not living your resurrected life, not living in the power of the resurrection that is in you, I want to invite you in the quietness of your own heart, your own mind, to pray this prayer with me, a prayer of recommitment to saying yes to his resurrection power. Father God, I want to start with, I'm sorry. I have let busyness, this world, cut in to the resurrected life that you have for me. And I want to say on this Easter, in this pandemic season, I'm going to step into your resurrection and through your power, I'm going to rise up into my resurrection and walk in newness of life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Keep your eyes closed, head bowed. If you prayed that prayer and you say, I want a new start, I receive your grace, would you raise your hand? I just want to pray for you. Raise your hand high. In the name of Jesus, praise God, praise God, praise God. Yes, amen. Now I want to talk to you that do not have a resurrection story. You might not have ever even considered it. That was my story. I did not go to this place when I was 23 years old expecting anything other than hanging out with a friend. And Jesus tapped me on the shoulder. He said, Scott, come home. I've got so much more for you than what this world is offering and what you're chasing. I want to invite you. That nudging in your heart and soul, that's God. He's asking you to say yes to him, to accept him as your Lord and your Savior, making this Easter the first step in your resurrection through his power and your faith. I'm going to pray a prayer. I invite you in the quietness of your heart and your mind to pray it with me. God, I accept your grace and the forgiveness of my sins. I accept your invitation to step into new life. My resurrected story that can only be found in the life of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. And I pray that you would do a new work in my heart, my mind, by your power, 
so that I could walk in newness of life today. I believe because of you, Jesus, I am saved. I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Again, heads bowed, eyes closed. I just let that set a second. Scriptures tell us all heaven rejoices when one sinner understands who God is and says yes. So today, if you prayed that prayer, again, and I really invite you to close your eyes, heads bowed, if we're not looking for a show, I want to pray over you. Would you raise your hand nice and high if you say, yes, I made that decision this morning. Praise God. Praise God. I see those hands. I see those hands. Praise God. Amen. I see those hands. God loves you. Don't doubt that. Don't doubt that. I'm going to invite all of us to stand now. Will you stand with me? And together, together, we're going to sing about his amazing grace. We're going to sing about this living hope. So I pray, Christian, new Christian, seeker, scoffer, let's raise up our voice and praise him. Praise him because he's alive today and he is our living hope. I love you, North Shore.